Hello, and welcome to the Buddhist Recovery Network podcast. Today, we are excited to share with you a discussion amongst our board members. We are also excited to tell you about the upcoming summit that we have taking place December 3rd to 5th. We would love to have you join us. And if you need more information about this summit, please visit BuddhistRecovery.org. Thank you, and we're looking forward to seeing you at our summit. Welcome, welcome. We are really excited um, to have this summit happening from December the 3rd to the 5th, the Buddhist Recovery Summit. And we've got most of the board here. So we're going to have a conversation and really hope that you will join us by listening into this conversation. Just really want to say a big up to our tech person, Calico, who is part of our board. He is white cisgendered male and worth every cent of the way. So my name is Vimala Sara. I'm the current president of the Buddhist Recovery Network. My pronouns are they, them, there. And the reason why I stepped onto the board of the Buddhist Recovery Network is because I'm really passionate about recovery. And as a Buddhist teacher, I can't separate Buddhism and recovery go together. The whole Buddhist path is about recovery. You know, the Buddha's first discourse spoke about addiction and, and saying that there was addiction to hedonism, which was lowly, coarse and unprofitable. And there was addiction to self-mortification, which was lowly, coarse and unprofitable. And we needed to learn the middle way. And so for me, stepping onto the board and being a volunteer for this important organisation just really resonated with me. And part of my life is dedicated to the uplift of the 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 suffering and i don't want to say i'm not going to say that word suffering and that word that begins with a because one of the things that i actually want to say is i want to reframe this it's we're so it's so easy to point our finger and say look at the addict look at the alcoholic look at the porn addict and actually we should be saying what what people have is the trauma of childhood. What people have is the trauma of sexual assault. What people have is the trauma of physical assault or mental or emotional assault. This is why people have these addictive behaviours. They are adaptations. And so I just really want to reframe that. And actually, rather than blame the person who has the compulsive or the addictive behaviour, Let's actually really look at what what happened. What what happened in this person's life? It isn't about what's wrong with this person, because well often when we say addiction or alcoholism, it's like something's wrong with the person. And what we need to be really looking at is what happened? What happened to this person that actually they can only survive life and keep on living through the lens of addictive or compulsive behaviours? Anyway, that's my introduction. I'm going to hand over to the next board member, Vanessa. And actually, I'm going to say now, Vanessa is going to be the new vice president of the Buddhist Recovery Network. Over to you, Vanessa. Hi, my name is Vanessa. Uh, I use Shuho pronouns. Um, as Vimala Sawa introduced, I will be the upcoming vice president on the board. I um I really I'm really dedicating myself to Buddhist recovery. Well, the first reason is because it really saved my life. Um, my my life really just was turned around since I started going to Buddhist recovery meetings, um, and reading about Buddhist recovery. It just really changed my life perspective, and it, um, yeah, it really. It's a gift in many, many ways, and I really want to give back to my community. Um, yeah, and I, I also have a, um, a background in Buddhist studies, so I was really hoping that I can apply that background to help shape the future of Buddhist recovery in some ways. Um, the last reason is that I'm 
also Taiwanese American, and I just really feel like there's a lack of AAPI representation and Buddhist recovery. Um, so that's one of the things that I would like to help out with on the board. Um, yeah, so I'll turn it to Sila Siri, the upcoming president of the board. Thank you, Vanessa. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm Sila Siri. I'm newly ordained in the Tree Ratna Buddhist community. I've been um, a part of the Buddhist Recovery Board for three years now um, and have mainly been hosting the Buddhist Recovery Network Academy. Um, I will be moving into the president's role soon um, after, uh, after the summit in the coming year. And I'm really looking forward to um, seeing the continued growth of this Buddhist Recovery Network um, I come from, I, I'm, I'm Irish, English, and Cherokee, and I'm really learning to embrace um, all of that culture, all, of, all that it means to me, and um, really loving seeing the um, continued integration and diversification that's happening in the Buddhist Recovery Network movement, um, and really uh, embracing meditation and Dharma as it was the way that I moved into recovery. And um, it's just, it's, I, I have constant reminders around me of those that are in need of the Dharma uh, that can really use this tool and really use um, tools like mindfulness and um, meditation and compassion, self-compassion in their recovery practices. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the summit. Um, the summit happens every other year, and um, it's kind of the culmination of the work that we fit into the Buddhist Recovery Network over over a two year span. And um, this year, as a result of the pandemic, it is fully online. So we hope that you are not. Um, weary of being online because we are going to bring some excitement and inspiration and um, we hope some really meaningful discourse and um, opportunities to connect in this um, in this community this growing community and we are sangha and we are um, open-armed and welcome we really want to support you in your recovery movement by connecting you and letting you know what what's out there in the recovery world. Um, so, if someone else would like to say more about it, um, other than I'll give you the the dates and the time first, and then before maybe we'll talk the, about content. Sure. Before you yeah. give the dates, dates and times, let's let's talk a bit about uh, Buddhist Buddhist Recovery Network. So, I'm going to be stepping out of being president, and I will move on to the advisory board along with Kevin Griffin. Many of you will know Kevin Griffin. He's part of the advisory board. There is Ralph Still, and I think that George John uh, may be joining us too. And what I want to say is, is that it's, I think Buddhist recovery is really interesting because there's often this conversation and, and we don't have this conversation at the summit this, this year, at, but often at our summits, we've had this conversation should Buddhist recovery be teacher-led? Because we know in Buddhism that it is quite hierarchical. And I'm not going to give a view on that. What, what I would say is, is that the, the Buddhist recovery programs, I'm really glad that the Buddhist recovery programs, whether it's recovery dharma, refuge recovery, eight-step recovery, noble steps, fifth precept, sit and share, whatever that recovery program is, it needs to be led by lived experience, okay? Just because you're a teacher does not mean to say that you are in recovery and you, or you are consciously or intentionally in recovery, let me say. However, with the Buddhist Recovery Network, at the leadership level, at the level of president and vice president we always want to have a teacher or scholar 
because we want to keep the integrity of the Buddhist teachings. And which is why when we have the, the academy, we always invite just teachers and scholars just to keep the integrity of the teachings. Because many people go through refuge recovery or eight step recovery or, or recovery dharma or whatever that program is and know very little about the teachings. They just know what's been distilled into the recovery program. So our job, one of our missions is to keep alive the Buddhist teachings, the traditional Buddhist teachings. However, board members, that's different as board members. We we ask that um, people are in recovery or have a resonance of being in recovery and have a resonance with, with, with Buddhism. And the network is for everybody. Really, the Buddhist recovery network is you. If you have a meeting on our website, that is you. And so we really encourage you that if you have a meeting, write to us because that's what we do. We, 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 we want to put it out there and let people know what is out there in, in the world, what can complement your recovery program. It's a very exciting time because we know once upon a time, it was the asylum or the streets. And then 12 steps came along. And then it was just only 12 steps. And then over the past 10 or 15 years, we it's not just Buddhist recovery, which has come onto the recovery scene. There is uh, Tempest, which is a women-led recovery program. There are many women-led pro recovery programs. There's all these different recovery programs, smart recovery. I just can't even name them. There's so many different recovery programs, which is which is absolutely wonderful. And our job is is to promote all those recovery programs that come under the banner of Buddhism. And that's one of the things, hopefully, well, with the summit, we, we open the lens a bit more. We do open the lens a bit more. And with the summit, we choose topics that are going to be of interest to people in recovery because we know that often many of you who go to a Buddhist recovery program, you most probably go to a 12-step program too, or you might be in therapy. And so we know that you're pulling from different places. And so we we hope to open up the lens. So that that's something. But I think I'm going to hand over to Sila Siri or Vanessa to talk about the dates and to talk a bit more about the summit. <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that is um, really something to hold is what, what is Buddhist recovery and to actually keep in mind that we're, we're integrating the Dharma with the recovery practice. I think there are elements that appeal to, to each of us and sometimes we forget about the other part of it. Um, so yeah, just holding, trying to hold that all together. Our summit is next weekend. It is the coming weekend of December 3rd through the 5th. That's a Friday through Sunday. And it um, and I'll give you times in Pacific, although this is an international summit. We really, we really want folks from all over the world to join us as you can, as the timeline allows. Uh, it begins at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, we'll have a kickoff by Miyoke, who will lead us in chanting in an opening ceremony. We'll have a board presentation. Uh, we have some keynote speakers, Locke Kelly on Friday, Shun Foreman on Saturday. And um, let's see what, oh, Carol Kano is offering a special BRN Academy on Sunday as the closing event. We have workshops panels, um, recovery meetings, and um, we have a recovery disco on Friday that um, we hope will be a really fun community event. Um, and Vanessa, would you like to tell us maybe even about the panels that you're, you're um, facilitating? Okay. On Saturday, we have, um, well, first on Friday evening, there's an eight-step meeting. And then on Saturday, we have a recovery, day, a recovery Dharma meeting 
and then a um, wise friend, mentor, and facilitator meeting. So um, every Wednesday, Buddha's Recovery Network offered a Wednesday meeting. And so at that panel, we invited the facilitators, some of the facilitators from that meeting to come talk, talk about um, their own program. So we've, uh, we have um, people from Eight Set Recovery, Recovery Dharma, uh, Refuge Recovery, Noble Steps, and Set and Share. So we have um, the people who are facilitating these meetings um, to talk about these programs. And specifically, I think we have a representative from Recovery Dharma to talk about how to be mentor, mentorship and wise friend. And then on Sunday, we have an AAPI meeting. So it's a panel that comprises of AAPI panelists, and we are going to talk about um, Asian Americans, Buddhist identity in recovery dharma, and um, how cultivating a, a safe space for AAPI within Buddhist recovery and how they have come to um, experience their identity and cultural identity in a predominantly white space. Yeah. Oh, I, and I do wanna mention that we offer a space for many different kinds of addiction, like food addiction and um, sex addiction and, and mental health as well. Yeah, that, that's great. And there'll be a, a BIPOC meeting too as, as well. So I think there's lots and lots for all of us. I, 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 actually, before I continue, I just want to call out Vanessa and just say Vanessa is a Buddhist scholar. So she was <laughs> quite polite <laughs> about that. But Vanessa is, is, is a Buddhist scholar and uh, both Sila Siri and I are, are, are Buddhist teachers. So I just really wanted to call that out. So let's go into some of the keynotes. I'm really looking forward to Locke Kelly. Uh, Locke Kelly has written a lot about insight and he's going to be talking about accessing awareness greater than ourselves. And I'm really looking forward to that because within the Buddhist teachings, it's very much about letting go of the labels, letting go of the identities. In some Buddhist and in some other recovery programs, it's like, hi, my name is XYZ and I'm an alcoholic, and we hold on to that identity. And I totally understand that. And in Buddhism, what we talk about is you take the raft as far as you need it. So for example, if you was crossing a stretch of water and the only way you could get across is by using a raft, you would use that raft to get across that water. When you got to the other side, you wouldn't keep on carrying the rock because it'd be too heavy. You would leave it and carry on. And that's what we say in the Buddhist teachings. So in a way, you might have this identity as, as an addict or an alcoholic, and you can put it down because you only carry it for as long as you need it. And so for some people, they hold on to that identity to remind them so that they never, ever forget they don't forget. And in Buddhism, we, we talk about seeing through the illusions of these identities. It's, it's often said that when the Buddha, or he would have been the prince at that moment, when the prince became woke, it's said that the first thing that he uttered was these identities or these labels that identify me as a god as an Asura, as a man, as a human, these labels have been destroyed by me. And so we too can destroy the label of addiction. And so in a way, Locke's talk is really looking into ourselves and having more awareness of ourselves so that we can step out of the stories that we have constructed that keep us trapped in the prison of our minds. I'm also really looking forward to Shan Foreman's talk. Shan is going to be talking about sugar addiction and the connection to slavery 
yeah which is going to and we could see that as a double entendre so it's going to be really looking at the Mayafa, looking at the enslavement of african descent people but also the sense of how we have become slaves to sugar and then uh one of the things that i'm doing and i'm really looking forward to because it's it's something that is very much at the top of the mind once upon a time when you'd spoke about uh, recovery and you talk about a recovery program you have or people come to Buddhist Recovery Network, one of the first questions people would ask is, are you harm reduction or are you abstinent? This would be the question that would be people would really want to know, is it harm reduction or abstinence? Well, what I want to say in, 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 in Buddhism, we just don't separate, separate the two. You start where you are, okay? Anyway, the reason why I'm saying it, now the question is, what do you think about psychedelics? That's the question. What do you think about psychedelics? Because psychedelics is becoming more and more popular. Uh, many people, I know people who have recovered by going on ayahuasca retreats. Yeah, there's, there's uh, psilocybin. There's, there's lots of uh, psychedelic treatments out there. And so I'm going to be interviewing somebody called Todd Young, who knows a lot about psychedelics and recovery. And I'm going to be asking many questions. So actually, if you have any questions, if you're listening and that there are questions that you really want to know about psychedelics, email us so that I can have a list of those questions and actually ask those questions too. And then, of course, one of my favourite people, one of my one of my favourite people, is oh my god, doing disco recovery, and I'm so excited. Valentine, that for a moment, Valentine's name escaped me. I'm just really looking forward to Valentine on the first day, offering recovery disco. Now, I want to unpack this a bit because you might think, oh, so it's going to be disco and I don't want to dance and blah, blah, blah. Actually, one of the things he's going to be doing is creating community. So creating community so that we can get to know each other. And at some point there will be music, of course, and that would be up to you. So so just really encourage you to come because it really is an opportunity of um, creating community. Let's talk about the pricing of this because... We are we are giving people a very small honor area, very, very small, and it does cost. So we, we want to we want to be able to pay people for their time. But I want to say that all these people are really given very generously and it, it does cost. And so Sila Siri, who's been our treasurer, the goddess treasurer, over to you about how much it's going to cost. Sure. Um, yeah, we have a sliding scale. So um, we have three tiers that we're um, inviting you to consider. And the first um, is uh, you're, you're doing all right, and, but you're, you're kind of getting by. And we invite you to pay $30 to purchase that $30 ticket at that starter level. At a $60 level, you're doing, all, you're doing well. And you can afford to, to go in at that middle rate. That's the $60. And this is for the entire event. Um, and then there is a $90 level where, that you can um, purchase a ticket and sponsor another attendee. Um, so uh, I think that this um, is very reasonable for what's being offered for the event. We're off, we'll also have... Uh, We'll have some recordings um, of the highlights of the events um, while still observing the privacy of attendees um, that will be available. And I think this will be really helpful to those who are on different time zones and perhaps can't make all of the events. And we are, we are focusing the um, summit on the earlier side of the day so that it can reach people um, on the other side of the world. And um, so our website is BuddhistRecoverySummit.org. And if you go to this website on the main page, you'll see the schedule 
um, you'll see links for registering. And it's an Eventbrite. It takes you to an Eventbrite registration. And um, it gives a lot of details. And it gives, we have bios of the people who are presenting. Oh, I did want to mention that we're going to kick off Saturday with a yoga and recovery. So you can actually get your body moving on Saturday um, physically before um, having your mind, uh, a mind workout. Uh, so yeah, um, any part of this uh, that you can make, I think will be really beneficial um, and just helps to connect us. And I... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Vanessa. That, so the benefactor prize that you are paying the force prize and sponsoring a, a ticket, that would be $90. And so besides the 30 and 60 and $90, three kind of, kinds of tickets, we also offer scholarship. So if you um, contact us about the amount that you can pay, then we are willing to offer scholarship as well. Yeah, thank, thank you for reminding us of that. And just to say, when we're starting early in the day, that is on Pacific time early. So we're starting like maybe 7 a.m. Pacific time, which would be like 3 p.m. UK time, which would be 10 a.m. Eastern time. Well, let's start again, actually. 7 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Central time. 10 a.m. Eastern, and then we we, we jump to uh, the UK, which is 3 p.m., parts of Europe 4 p.m., and actually other parts of Europe 5 p.m. And so we uh, apologise that actually really on the Friday is where we really hit the Australians, but as, or and, not but, as Sila Siri has said, we will be recording some of those keynotes. So we will be sending those out to people who, who have registered and for you to be able to, to listen in. So I'm just wondering, um, I'm wondering as we bring this to, to an end, this, this, this podcast to an end, do we have a, a top, do we have a, do we have a, book or something that we could recommend a top tip for our listeners putting people on the spot here <laughs> um my top tip for listeners is to um be in sangha while you're in recovery is to really um form friendships and to um form support networks and to um engage with others and that you know there's something about uh this wise transparency that helps us um grow in self-compassion if we have a safe space to share our, our our experiences in then um that's very healing to us so yeah help to create safe spaces for others and and by by doing by being transparent yourself and being honest in your recovery you're helping to create those safe spaces. Thanks. Not a necessarily a book, but I do recommend Gumlasar's Eight Step Recovery as a as a great place, uh, like I, almost a, a first book to grab, and it because it was for me. So, uh, in in how Buddhism and recovery connect, and um, yeah. How about you, Vanessa? And I, and I think Kevin, Kevin Griffin's book is also, you know, it was groundbreaking. Um, and which one, one breath at a time, one breath at a time. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. He has several books. Yes. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. There are some, some good books out there. People's Bibles. There is the recovery Dharma book. There is the refuge recovery book. There is, and I think Vanessa's going to give her top tip. Um, this isn't a recovery book, but I find it very resonating. It's a, it's by John O'Donohue, and it has, it's his poetry collection called To Bless the Space Between Us. And a lot of the things he talks about, suffering and happiness and blessings, it just has really helped me in my recovery. So, yeah. 
Great, and I, I just want to remind people of some of those great uh, meditation apps out there. Round Glass. Round Glass is a, is a great app. It's web-based, but it's an app too. And it's got a lot of stuff around recovery. I have a lot of meditations on, on the Round Glass app. And then there's also Insight Timer, which has a lot of teachers on there, recovery teachers. So check those out because some of those medi a lot of those meditations are free when you when you have that app. Check that out. And the last thing that I would say, often we come together in community and it's all intense and, and it ends on Sunday and what next. And I'm thinking actually I will offer my mindfulness-based addiction recovery program actually starts on the Monday after which will start on the the sixth the monday the sixth or the monday or sunday the fifth and i will offer a reduced price to anybody who wants to come who registers for the conference so it would be like 60 bucks so if you are really we'll, we'll send something out we'll send a, a link out if you're interested in the mindfulness based addiction recovery program it's 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 a month long and you have a couple of webinars with me and and it's it's great it, it's it's a great course so that's a tip i think sometimes it's great to have something to support us over the christmas there was a part partly it was like oh do i really want to be working over that period and i thought yes i do because actually when i help myself i help others so by actually running this course over the christmas period I'm helping myself because I need to remember all of us here on this call are in recovery. We all have lived experience and we have to continue to help ourselves so that we can help others. We really hope that you will join us at the summit. We really hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. We don't often do that with, with the board. Um, and any closing comments? Just hope to see your beautiful faces there. Can I read a poem from John O'Donohue? Most definitely. Okay, it's titled For Suffering. May you be blessed in the holy names of those who, without you knowing it, help to carry and lighten your pain. May you know serenity when you are called to enter the house of suffering. May a window of light always surprise you. May you be granted the wisdom to avoid false resistance. When suffering knocks on the door of your life, may you glimpse its eventual gifts. May you be able to receive the fruits of suffering. May memory bless and protect you with the hard-earned light of past travail to remind you that you have survived before. And though the darkness now is deep, you will soon see approaching light. May the grace of time heal your wounds May you know that though the storm might rage, not a hair of your head will be harmed. That's one of my favorite poems. Great, and we will end with the serenity prayer. Today, we reflect on the serenity prayer, a prayer that has brought comfort to many on the road of recovery. The serenity prayer is a common name for an originally untitled prayer by the American theologian Reinhold Niebuhr. It has been adopted by Alcoholics Anonymous and other 12-step programs and many other groups of people. It is sung by the songsters and the music is composed by Kate Munger, the founder of the Threshold Choir. When we move on to the road of recovery, we begin to realise the past is the past and we cannot change the past. But what we can change is the present moment. The present moment is what we have. And we need the serenity to accept the things we cannot change and the courage to change the things we can. Just listen and breathe as you hear the words being sung. You may even want to say the words silently to yourself or out loud. Whatever feels comfortable to you. Every time your mind wanders, gets caught up in thinking, just bring it back gently and kindly to the words being sung. So let's take a deep breath in. 
and gently breathe out. Get yourself comfortable wherever you are and surrender to listening to the song. You can say the prayer out loud or to yourself now. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
This is Vimala Sara wishing you a day of wisdom, wishing you the courage to change the things you can and encouraging you to let go of the past so you can maintain your recovery the best you can. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hi, I'm Vimala Sara, President of the Buddhist Recovery Network. Our mission is to help promote the use of Buddhist teachings and practices to help people recover from the suffering caused by addictive and or compulsive behaviors. Our organization is a volunteer-run nonprofit which has expenses. We offer free monthly live teachings on the Academy free resources on our website and all our podcasts are free. We also organize a bi-yearly summit where many of us come together. We rely on the generosity of you, our listeners and our interviewees in order to produce these offerings. We are asking you to donate to help with our expenses. Thank you. And to show our gratitude for your support, all Patreon supporters will receive access to special guided meditations. To unlock these, please offer your support by going to patreon.com forward slash Buddhist Recovery Network. Again, patreon.com forward slash Buddhist Recovery Network. Thank you so much for your generosity.
may all beings be free from the roots and the causes of suffering. May all beings be at peace.